Two guys in the mic with our producer Step into the spotlight, survivalist troopers Come and take a seat with the combo we provide Every Tuesday, it's the Blood Survival Guide Two guys in the mic with our producer Step into the spotlight, survivalist troopers Come and take a seat with the combo we provide Every Tuesday, it's the Blood Survival Guide What's a blur? That's a black eye who's also a nerd Reading comics, watching anime, haven't you heard? It's Jeremy J and Miriam Talking to Delirium, Naruto, then Marvel, then DC Are you Pop culture reverence pull them out periodically. We sing up movies with the comments canonically, and we watch a lot of TV. It's our virtual reality. I guarantee one day we'll have a TV show on NBC. Two guys in a mic with our producer. Step into the spotlight, survivalist troopers. Come and take a seat with the combo we provide every Tuesday. It's the Blood Survival Guide. Two guys in a mic with our producer. Step into the spotlight, survivalist troopers. Come and take a seat with the combo we provide every Tuesday. It's the Blood Survival Guide. Welcome to another episode of Blurred Survival Guide. I am your co-host, Jeremy. I'm your co-host, Jay. And this is episode 21 of Blurred Survival Guide. We are full-fledged adults now. Hey, we can drink. <laughs> we can drink. Hey, we earned it. <laughs> oh, man. How's uh, how's life going? How's, how's everything for you, Jay? How's everything going? I appreciate you asking, man. Uh, this week has been a very busy week. It's been a... The weekend has been so lovely. Hmm. And it has certainly given me a renewed energy for the upcoming week uh and i hope everybody had a restful weekend how about you i have been on vacation for the past for uh the past couple weeks so i am very well rested um you, i'm actually you you will you certainly need to get some rest here and there and like these i think these week-long vacations are important for you yeah yeah it, so. i mean you work 12-hour shifts at night that's a way, that's a real quick it's way it's a quick way to get uh under your skin. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, it's, it's been I, like I said I'm 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 awake. Well, I, yeah, I am awake. Uh, I'm a little sore cuz we did go work out. Yeah, how are you feeling? How how did it feel to get back in the gym? I'm sore. Well, that's not a bad <laughs> thing. I'm going back on Tuesday. I'll, I'll be there with you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> Other than that, no, I'm I'm actually feeling pretty good. I've been uh just taking it easy. That's probably you haven't seen really any posts on anything on Blurs if I've got social media or anything. Okay, uh, okay. It's just been just been taking it easy, been resting up and catching up on some Boruto and uh, yeah. Yeah, you've been binging, haven't you? Uh, yeah. Uh, John, um, our roommate, has finally caught up. He's he's on the week by week. Proud of y'all. Yeah, it's about he's, that's where hey he's man, I've been yeah. John sent me a Snapchat of a clip of a fight uh, that happens in the in Konoa, and it is. One of my favorite fights in Boruto, so I'm excited for you to get to it. You're not very far away. What episode are you on? 184. Yeah, yeah. He, I'm in the the Ao uh, arc. Arc. Yeah, the the Ninja Scientific Tool arc. For those who have watched Boruto and are caught up. Um, but yeah, that's why I'm at. I, I don't need any spoilers from anybody because I will probably be caught up by the time that y'all hear this podcast. But one thing I love about this thing is like it's such a moral debate and the in the ninja universe here you know like because well, we're just it's, it's almost like almost like the age of the internet in the real world it's kind of like, yeah yeah <laughs> is, it, is it a good what thing are the is lim- it a bad thing what's the limits that we can have from it right yeah. <laughs> i mean it, it, it's a it's a moral discussion it's a moral debate for any developing society because like what's True. really cool is like you've seen how rapid the development is in the society and now they're having to contend with 
the consequences of rapid development. Yeah, and that's just that's life. It is. It, 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 whether it be in an anime, whether it be in the real world, it's just like we just have to. We're in an age now, and that's literally, like I said, going back and forth between Boruto and real world. We're in an age where technology is is faster than the speed of light. I mean, no one has ever had to contend with the level of technology that we, this civilization of people, Mm -hmm. is experiencing right now. And it definitely comes with some challenges. But we're not talking about that today. What are we talking about today? We are going going to a, a universe of basketball, a universe of cartoons, a universe where father and son and bad acting all coincide, <laughs> known as Space Jam, A New Legacy. Man, this movie yeah. is so important to me okay, for a number of reasons, but I think most poignantly for me, it's so important because we now get to re-enjoy the 1994 nostalgia that we experienced watching the original Space Jam with Michael Jordan. Definitely. And I mean, we also get, we, we had to get to, we get to re-experience that with the nostalgia of Space Jam, but also get to come to the, uh, today to the modern, the modernization of Space Jam and LeBron For sure. and how, how. The modernization of Space Jam. Yeah. And that's, I think that's it's, really where it's at. And it's really, that's really cool. Right. Cause yeah. like it's doing this, this new thing. It, but but the same. But as, the same. As uh, as Bugs Bunny definitely pointed <laughs> out multiple times. Sounds familiar, his, right? <laughs> Bugs and Lola and, and everyone else in in, in Toon World. Um, short synopsis for those who haven't seen it yet. Slash if you have if you haven't seen it, spoilers alert spoiler alerts ahead. Go see it. It's uh it's a movie. You know <laughs> first uh, and foremost it is a movie. Secondly It's a movie meant for children. The, the and there, there's, need, some, there's some hot topics on, on hot debate on that as well. People we need to, to minute. yeah. People people need to go into this realizing that this is a movie meant for this generation of children to enjoy, but also still having the references and jokes that you can enjoy as well as an adult. You just have to go sure. in there, turn your brain off, and enjoy this film. Um, quick synopsis: LeBron James is at the height of his career as he always is because he's the greatest of all time. He is. Sucked into a world of cyberspace because his son, who wants to build his own video game, who has built his own video game, doesn't feel like he's being seen. And this goes into a tizzy of adventures of LeBron having to find a team to face off against Algae Rhythm, played by Don Cheadle. And they basically fight to have Dom's love, that's the name of the son, either have Dom's love or be trapped in the cyberspace, the serververse, Warner Brothers serververse forever. Uh, that's the quick, okay synopsis. But other than that, we can get into it. Uh, we can talk about some guilt, some pleasures, some, some cameos, and it is a walking Warner Brothers, how do you do from start to finish? <laughs> I, think, I think the first thing that I kind of want to address is the, is the title of the movie. Space Jam, A New Legacy. So a lot of people have this uh, opinion that it's not, it can't, it shouldn't have the name Space Jam attached to it. So I think that we, we you and I should definitely kind of dispute this because we were just talking about it. A lot of people don't think it should have the title Space Jam. Why should it have the title Space Jam? It's because in the first one, they were in outer space. Right. The, these these aliens were coming from outer space to go take Michael Jordan and force him to be a slave on their planet of 
carnival. We don't even know the do we know the name of their planet. Ma, no, I'm gonna say Mondo Mountain. It's not Mondo Mountain, but it's something else. We can look it up later. Yeah, but um, they are these aliens. Like I said, these aliens come from outer space to take Michael Jordan and steal him to be a slave on their alien planet to be uh, an attraction where you always lose, where he always loses the basketball. We need more attractions. Exactly, because Danny DeVito needs more attractions. <laughs> <laughs> um. But the difference between that space, that's that, if you want to get technical, that's outer space jam. Space jam, a new legacy, is technically cyberspace jam. Yeah. For those who don't remember, the it's taking was place called si- cyberspace, cyberspace, and it takes place in the serververse. Right. We're, we're dealing with the internet, which, I mean, it, it very much goes with this generation. Like we're, we're, It's a perfect modernization model yeah. for bringing space jam into another iteration right Right. into a a whole new generation a new literally a new legacy exactly (laughs) exactly and and i think that people have this opinion that it's supposed to be as good as the as the other movie because of nostalgia and i think that goes so far with that i mean they they did address like i said bugs from the video they have the jokes right they have the joke saying that like we've done this before literally um LeBron is like, Bugs, I need your help. We need to find a basketball team to find, to defeat Algae Rhythm so I can have my son back. And Bugs literally says, oh, so you want me, a cartoon, and some of my Toon Pals to go partner with, a, with a partner with a great basketball player to defeat this villain in a bank game of basketball? Looks at the screen. He looks at the screen and says, hmm, sounds familiar. So is I think my favorite one. Out. Yeah, right. My my favorite my favorite point out is when uh, it, Lola Lola is like doing the the oh, yeah, Amazon like, challenge. Yeah, yeah. and she was and like trying to convince her to rejoin the team. We need you to play basketball, Lola. Been there, done that. Yeah. It's like, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I, I, and it's funny because like there's that debate about Michael Jordan versus LeBron James, who's the better player, right? And like I think it's funny because Lola's clearly at that point like I've played with Michael Jordan. I don't need. I don't need this guy. Like, I, I'm good. I've done what I need to do. And then she heard that it's it's all about that family. It's all about know. the family, man. Yeah, man. The family. That's She's always there to family. protect. She loves family. She loves love family. We, Warner Brothers loves family. They sure do. Yeah, they <laughs> sure do. <laughs> oh, man. Fast and Furious. Right? I'm saying, man. I'm saying. We can, we can always bring this back to Fast and Furious. It's, it's a theme. I think, like, it's like quite it's possible. It's a summer like COVID. family. It's possible that COVID maybe brought out like this theme of family because we're all together. Yeah, like those kinds of th- those kind trying to drive home those mm-hmm. messages in cinema, and <laughs> that's kind of where we're at. And we're I, I I wouldn't be too surprised that that might be what we if we get another cheaper by the dozen movie oh style like movie in the coming f- months. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we either. got well. I don't know if that's one of us, but we get like Clifford the Big Red Dog. He's coming. Um, Big childhood uh, nostalgia yeah. puller there. Uh, of course, all the Marvel movies coming out, but that's Disney and yeah, it's a yeah. whole host of other things. Yeah, a whole host of other things coming up. But but I think the other thing that I really love about this movie, and I mean, we haven't really done a review of the movie, whether or not we did enjoy it. But I think it is clear that we both enjoyed this movie, right? Very much so. What I really enjoyed about the movie was at the beginning the cameos, like uh, where where it was like um, the different cartoons were 
in the different universes, mm-hmm. the different Looney Tunes were like hanging out. Oh, in, yeah, like well, the, yeah, uh, you had to go find them in the yeah, different they universes. Were, they were, they yeah. were getting the team together, and I thought that that was a really cool part of the section of the thing of the of the movie. Oh yeah, definitely. And it was really well divided up, except for the beginning. The beginning still makes me angry. <laughs> yeah. So in the beginning, um, it just it just it doesn't give you a set date and time of where everything's happening, like most until the second. Do scene basically and it, it's it is a flashback of lebron talking to his mom mm-hmm. before they get to before they actually get to the basketball game and then he cuts to the uh to them inside the gym where it does say uh akron ohio 1998 that's that's 94 mm, it was 98 98 yeah okay because because they said it, they're trying to make it like 23 years in between each uh because yeah, it was like for um for michael jordan and, and Space Jam 1, the events of Space Jam 1, that was 23-year divide. It was like 1973 to like 1995, I believe. Okay. Yeah, okay. So it was okay, like I'm a 23-year break, and that's what they were trying to go, I guess, based off of their numbers. Cool, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get that. Um, But, yeah, no, it, it, it kind of, like, it does confuse you because it's like, are we, are we in the future? Are we in the past? Because, like, the mom's, the like, LeBron's mom's name is Zosha, but that's also the name of his daughter. And then right. Also, we don't know who this kid is. And the kid kind of favors Dom's Dom. character yeah. in the uh, later on. And I'm sitting here at the beginning of the movie. I'm like, are we? Where are we? Like, I, I, until what, it goes to Akron, Ohio, 1998. Exactly. Like, exactly. Uh, okay. But uh, yeah, no. I mean, there were some editing faults that I, I just kind of you have to glance over. Um, like you said, a lot of the cameos that I, that we did see, I did enjoy like the the DC universe where it's like um, LeBron was like, "Who am I going to be?" Am I, uh, like, let's hope I'm somebody important. And he turns out he's just Robin. <laughs> just Robin. My thing, my favorite cameo was Foghorn Leghorn in the uh, Game of Cameron Thrones. Thrones. <laughs> uh, and, so, and, what and, is? I say, and, I say, what is coming? <laughs> he's on. He's on the dragon as Daenerys Targaryen. I'm like that for some reason and for for some very odd reason made way too much sense. Also, Lola as an Amazon is badass. Well, that that made more sense. <laughs> I mean, that that I think that made the most sense. Yeah. I mean, she, she was all. They had to give her the the the, the glow up of glow ups between OG movie to uh, Space Jam: A New Legacy. Because I mean, you know the the whole backlash with they changed her design and she doesn't yo, have the yo the real talk. People need to and, calm the heck down about and, the cartoon. Yeah, yeah, sexualized sex, sex. Yeah, that, it's a bunny. Yeah, it's a bunny rabbit. Yeah, that's animated. It's an for anthrop- a child, it's an anthropomorphic rabbit that is. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I, I. Here's my thing, though. Nobody got mad when they changed her design for the Looney Tunes show. Exactly. And she and she was playing. She was playing a crazy. Yeah, she was, was playing a crazy girlfriend in that TV show. That's funny. Yeah. I was talking yeah. to uh, to our friend Seth the other day, and he was um always he didn't know that Lola had been canonized into the uh, the the Looney Tunes animated universe outside of the original um, Space, Jam. Space Jam. Right. And I was like, yeah, man, he she was also in the um what do you call it? Uh the Baby Looney Tunes. Yeah, she was a Baby Looney Tunes and that was like late 90s early 2000s and then like I said the the Looney Tunes show mm-hmm. which was almost like a it's almost like a Seinfeld, like an animated Seinfeld. Yeah, they made it yeah. into like a sitcom type situation. Yeah, where it's like it was like Bugs and Daffy were like roommates at this house in the neighborhood, and Lola Lola was uh, Bugs's girlfriend, but she was like that crazy clingy girlfriend. Huh. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She had um, Kristen Kristen Wiig played her uh, in the TV <laughs> show. Yeah. That's and funny. Like I said, she was she was uh, she was the crazy girlfriend. I was just like, 
Bugs, are you gonna leave me? Da 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 da. And then next thing you know, like just flipping the switch, like real quick. And it's like, yeah, it was. Oh wow, it was funny. It was Speaking funny. of people that played Lola though, Zendaya, Zendaya, highlight. Yeah, I enjoyed it. She blended in so well. Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I don't think I noticed how many particular lines Lola may have had through the whole movie. She didn't have many. She didn't have, but but when she did, I mean, I felt may, that's something that we should do is go back and like try and analyze how many lines she maybe had because like the, you if know, I had pe- to guess, it was probably like ten minutes. Ten minutes of lines. Dialogue, yeah. I mean, it, there wasn't a whole whole lot of dialogue in the entire movie, except for maybe Don Cheadle, Bugs well, Bunny. Uh, Don Cheadle was also a highlight of that movie. Don Cheadle I made an excellent villain. villain. Like, I, I, I enjoy him as a villain. Like the first time I saw him as a villain was in this um, uh, college humor, the Captain Planet, Captain Planet video. <laughs> and I did that. If people haven't seen this, it's absolutely hilarious and does a great job of. You know, just spoofing Captain Planet for those of us who grew up with Ca- with Captain Planet, Man. and Don Cheadle plays it. It becomes an evil Captain Planet, and I think it. He's just sick and tired of people littering, man. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of <laughs> like in the new Rick and Morty episode. If people haven't seen that, uh, with Rick's uh, Morty's girlfriend, oh, uh, Planetina, Planetina, yeah, yeah it's kind of like Planetina a little bit. Oh boy. But, uh, Speaking I, of Rick and Morty, that was an awesome cameo for uh, for the adults in the crowd. <laughs> so that sparked a hot debate. Which is weird because, I mean, one, why would you let your kids watch Rick and Morty? I mean, I guess they can sneak and watch it on the sly. A lot of, a lot of kids. It. I was that kid. So, I mean. I, I mean, I was too. Well, no, not really. I, I really didn't care for cartoons. Well, I cared for cartoons, but it was like the. the I snuck and watched. Because I love. I, I knew about Adult Swim probably younger than I should have. Because, hmm. like, I stayed up and watched Tsunami one time, and the next thing I know, it's like, get out of the pool. It's Adult Swim comes on. Man, I remember like those, that, uh, that, that are, transitions. Yeah, yeah that <laughs> actual transition. And, I mean, that was when I started watching Family Guy, and I started watching Futurama, or I started watching, like, all of these Fox uh, adult animated cartoons. Hmm. But I digress. Uh, yeah, you're right, though. Like, it's. Should kids know what it is? They probably will because of pop culture at this point, man. I mean, like, yeah. Rick, and Mor- Rick and Morty has permeated throughout pop culture. Yeah, like, you look into, like, the Hot Topics or the Box Lunches or uh, Journeys or, you know, whatever TV sh- T-shirt shop you got, yeah, you insert, yeah. you've got Rick and Morty. So, I mean... Rick and Morty, Harry Potter, literally everything that you saw. Everything that you saw. Well, I mean, like, it, it's it's be. safe to assume... <laughs> To some degree, that kids at least are aware. Yeah, um, but I mean, it's not. Honestly, like it was when we were kids, you know. Also true, but like, like if if they were if parents were mad about that, then parents should have been mad back then when you saw uh, Danny DeVito's character smoking a big cigar throughout the whole movie. Right, like, right, the right. Drugs and the drugs that were in that movie, and like everything. Like, odds are, he was definitely, you know. He reminded he that character really reminds me of like a Harvey Weinstein like type. That's what I'm saying. Like he was you know, very like, abusive toward those aliens. Yeah, he was he it, was smoking on the job all day drinking, every day. Drinking. Probably, yeah, he was drinking. He had he like was a, drinking. a glass of whiskey at the he game. Did. He sure did. Yeah. He sure did. So I mean He sure did. Parents should have been mad back then, but I mean it was that movie came out, that happened. We have Rick and Morty out now. And the, you know, the worst that Rick and Morty did was say, he's your problem now, dum-dum. Which they could have, it could have oh, been a lot worse. Oh, man. Like, if it was an actually, like... If it was a Rick and Morty episode. R-rated movie. Or, was, or, or if it was a Rick, Rick and, and Morty, Morty episode, episode. You know that there would be 
flipping the bird. You knew that they would have said, like, you need to take your shit trash can panda back. We don't want him. <laughs> you can have him, you dumb fucks. And yeah, flip like, the bird and leave. Oh, That's literally went, how that would have played out had it been an actual Rick and Morty yeah. episode written by Rick and Morty writers. Meanwhile, people are just upset that Lola Bunny uh, isn't sexualized. Doesn't have curves. Doesn't have curves anymore. Isn't sexualized. And I'm sitting here like, this, this, this character literally mated with a planet. And the other one just fought its alien basketball team. <laughs> sperm is yeah. what I'm talking about. Oh, Rick yeah, and Morty. Yeah, yeah. Rick and Morty. Yeah. Like, both of these characters just, like, had these experiences. Literally. And they're going to include it in the... But, but then they also included the Droogs from uh, Clockwork Orange. Those, those were cameoed in the audience scene. Oh. So, I mean, it's a double-sided coin. Like, that yeah. movie came out in the 70s, and people are mad. Go ahead. We'll be fine. Um... But like I said, it's it's weird that like people that parents were getting mad because you blatantly see Rick and Morty, but then you see, like I said, you see the Droogs from Clockwork Orange, mm-hmm. and they literally. But you have to really have a lot of. I feel like you might have to have a lot more context for that one, because I mean, I'm not really because I mean the, that that whole thing because the Droogs they were they were still in the movie regardless. They were in the movie. They they were in the trailer. As well, okay. And people were pointing it out, and they were getting mad because Paper Le Pew was. Um, they were told mm. to take Paper Le Pew out, yeah, because yeah, of Paper yeah, Le Pew's actions. Yeah. But you still have the Droogs in the trailer, and they're still in the movie. Now, for those of our li- for our listeners, and maybe for me, tell me a little bit more about the Droogs. So the Droogs, they are a a band. Uh, they're basically a gang. It's, it's from the movie and the book, A Clockwork Orange. Uh-huh. Um. They're a band. They're a gang of, of just three guys that are going around causing mischief and mayhem. The worst that they did that we see in the movie is literally they break into this person's this uh, couple's house, rape the woman while singing while he's singing singing in the rain, which makes it creepy. And they're robbing. This is in a clockwork orange. Yes. Oh my. They literally are. They they beat. They kick. They punch this woman. Then they rape her. And the, all the oh while, God. main guy is singing singing in the rain. They leave and then go about the rest of the movie and then like what and they're and they're in see that is a character who I can see people actually spending their time and energy being upset about. Like, hey, like, we that, need to take these characters like, out, but I we mean, can like that's something that you can li- certainly leave off. And I mean, you know, there's that entire conspiracy around like s- sexual predators and and like sex trafficking in Hollywood. And I mean, when you see things like that, I think it really does draw allow for people to draw those lines and draw those conclusions that that might be a, a, a thing right and i mean that's that's a character for sure that's worth being upset about as opposed to rick and morty pepe Le Pew, or lola bunny right it, i'll i'll like I said, those those are probably some of the negative things that came from this movie. Like we can still we can we've been going back and forth with the positives and the negatives. Another positive that I did take away from this movie was the 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 writing. I mean, even though even though LeBron, my boy, he can't basketball players can't act. And what's so funny is like they have that line in the movie. He's like, so anytime that an athlete tries to act, it's just not a good idea. Yeah, and like you blatantly see it in the movie. It's, and I mean, like the first few scenes, you're just definitely like, oh, it's definitely him hamming it up. And this is like, like the first time, it's it's not the kid LeBron. It's literally adult LeBron when he's on his court. And it's just like, what are you doing out here? Uh, you got to get on the game. Game plan. You got to be on the banger. Ball. Now do this with me. All right. LeBron clearly knew his lines. 
That's what it was. That's I it. mean, he clearly knew his lines. <laughs> I'm proud of him for knowing his lines. Um, I think, but I, I'll give him the benefit of the of trying. You know, I really will. I he think did. That, he did. I think that he did his best, and I think there were moments that he caught him. He found himself truly becoming a character. As opposed to just being a basketball player that's active. Right. And I, I feel like he did, me personally, I think he did better voice acting. Oh. When he was actually an animated character. True. I feel like he was better voice True. acting than he was when he was like actually on screen. True. That's, that's a my good opinion. point. That's a really good point. Because, I mean, the, I feel like whoever whoever directed him in the voice acting should have directed him for the rest of the movie. <laughs> he could uh, be able to help him tap into his... To, to his to acting mode, to mean, his yeah. voice, to his inner voice, yeah. you know. Because, like I said, it, it was it was well, more the challenge that he and... really faced though was it wasn't as much of a natural story for him as it was for, for Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, and we talked about this. It's like there was events. it was real life events that that circled around the original Space Jam, where Michael Jordan was literally he retired from basketball, was going into baseball. He was at he was with Birmingham Barons, which is funny enough. Space Jam took place in Birmingham, Alabama. Yep. Yes, it did. Awesome. Fun facts. Fun facts. Hometown. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Hometown pride right they here. And it's funny. I did, I, and, and they filmed. They filmed in Birmingham at um uh the the the, the original Baron Stadium. I can't think of the name of the. Uh, the Hoover Metropolitan. No, 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 no. It was the. Oh, uh, oh, oh, Rickwood Field. Rickwood Field. Yeah, 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 yeah. They filmed at Rickwood Field, and yeah. I always, I've always thought that was one of the coolest things. Dope. Yeah, but um, yeah, the first, like I said, the first film, it did, it dealt around that time where Michael Jordan was in between. Going from basketball to minor league baseball, back to basketball. That and they they included that in the movie. Whereas with LeBron, he's literally he's just he's having to play this like under uh, like non understanding, almost absentee father that you know that doesn't is know not, what, that doesn't know video games. Which he know you know good and well you, this man you, knows what a video game is, and you know that good and well this man has like more empathy for his children like he had like, i'm not especially at this point in his career i'm the, the thing that wasn't convincing for me is the fact that the stressor for like most of the problems was that lebron has the stigma against video games and video game culture mm-hmm. because he one time as a child was playing a video was game. playing a video game before a basketball game and then they lost the basketball and game. here's the thing about that basketball game it was like they made it seem like it was such a big deal that they lost the whole game because he was playing video games the score at the end of that game was 54 55 and you know like i on i completely grasp the concept as an athlete mm-hmm. that the game starts before the game, right? Like, and you got to get in your headspace. But also, one, this kid is like eleven, right? Like, he's like eleven, right? He's eleven. <laughs> and like, look, can, let me say that again for the people. And then, like, to to put the entire game on him, like on that an eleven year old, is it's irresponsible. And at the end of the day, it's not what drove him to be a, an amazing athlete. The greatest basketball player of all time. Like and that, all that yeah, yeah. No, I, I just, that's where you, that, that's the part where I'm not so convinced. The suspense of disbelief film. is just kind of, eh. yeah. And <laughs> I'm just like, that's not his experience. And I yeah. mean, I'm pretty dang sure it's not his experience. Yeah. They could have done it. They could have set the year probably when he was either going back to Cleveland or when he was going to the Lakers, like if they were, if they were to have to, like if they took the route like they took with Michael Jordan, where like I mean, he, this man did switch teams a lot, but it's like it'd be one of those like he. I feel like if the story was more so 
I need to go back home, as in, like, I, I'm not at my right, best. Like, right, while right. I was with the Miami Heat, I wasn't at my best, even though I did right. these championships. I don't feel like I'm at my best unless I'm at home. I, and if he were, like, it went into that in-between of, like, hmm, if I did this basketball game, but, like, it was, like, the, the tunes would have represented, like, his like his Cleveland team, his and, return like, to home, yeah, and yeah, then the yeah. Goon Squ- and whoever the Goon Squad was would have been like the Miami Heat players, right, right, and, right, right, the D Wade's yeah. or the uh, Chris Bosh's, right. Man, I would have loved to see a, a, a Bosh Raptor, a Velocir, uh, yeah, man, see? like that. That would have been really cool. And I mean, the, the, we haven't even talked about the villains in this movie because the villains were freaking dope. Hey, let's keep it. Let's keep it going. I man. mean, like because. The fact yep. that Dom made this entire thing like it, 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 that's and that's cool too. That, that was one of the things that's that with, with all my STEM my STEM students and, and those who did science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Literally, yeah, all that. This twelve year old created a video game. They did point that out in the movie. It's just like literally, you have the the power to not just do sports. You can be smart. You can be able to do things. He was able to put sports into a video game and make it look cool. Right, and, and, right, and right, right. That right. just lets you know as a child or even as an adult for those who are listening that you are. Out. You're allowed to do anything you want, and as you long can as you put mer- your mind to it. And you can merge two things that you're passionate about, and it doesn't have to be, yep. and it can be for for it to be uniquely you, and it doesn't have to be just one thing. And I think that's right. like the that's one of the big messages of this film, right? And like, and just really in the back end, like those those villains, like the way he designed them, um, like we said, like. Uh, uh, Dame Lillard, Dame, Dame time, Dame time, yeah, uh, Anthony Davis, fantastic, <laughs> the, like the, bur- the brow, <laughs> the brow, yeah, the brow. Um, Matt, when uh, when LeBron called him out, it was like, hey, y'all brows, it's time for them to break up. <laughs> like, What's wrong with my bro? <laughs> I don't see nothing wrong with it. <laughs> uh, Nika, she was a uh, ara- uh, arachnica. <laughs> she was arachnica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, you had yeah, uh, yeah. hot fire <laughs> or uh, was it fire water? No. He had a uh, white mamba, Deanna uh, Tarasi and N- Nika Nika. Nika. Yeah. I, I I don't even know how to pronounce her last name. I, I don't want to disrespect her, but yeah, like I said, Arachnica. <laughs> Arachnica, <laughs> yeah. white mamba, Kronos, wet fire, wet Clay, fire, Clay yeah. Thompson, like, Thompson, wet fire, wet and fire. that's fitting, man. Like yeah. that, that, that's it. They did everything that like fit their personalities, and I, I like how Don was able to do that. It was like he he's like, yeah, I hung out with my dad, and it's cool that he was like, I hung out with my dad's friends who are also basketball players. It was like while it was like at a charity basketball game and got them to basically put them in his game, and then he was able to configure to make them into these these avatars without i mean they they were real deal video game bosses you know like like especially when they like when they introduced uh damien lillard for uh for chronos Mm -hmm. it was like yeah new player unlocked it was like literally his first thing like he literally froze time put roadrunner on the plate for wiley coyote uh, made LeBron into a freaking pirate with tweety as uh the parrot yeah it was like started laughing and and made a shot I think that excellent the way they use these animations, the the animation, the way they use like once the Looney Tunes finally got Looney and did their thing, mm-hmm. that was that was all dope. And like the way they actually were to use these CGI and the technology they have today to make it look dope, like, like bro, bro, real deal though, hmm. the rap battle, the rap, that rap battle. battle, Porky Pig's notorious P I G man, like I, he was freaking iconic, man, like. The dude took his moment, and I'm sitting here like, "All right, Porky, yeah, I, I knew it. I knew it, it. when you he got, got on the mic. I was like, he's it. about to spit straight bacon." When he started with that, with that, with that study, he was like, "Like, oh shit, he went in." You know what it reminds me of? 
Mushmouth and um, boy, and, on and, Pat Albert, yes. yeah, like like when he, when, as soon as you see this kid, this cat just like starts stuttering I, I, on the mic, and he just, oh no, man, y'all, no, no, man, man, like it was just, he got hyped. You couldn't help but get hyped. He ended. He he dropped the mic. He was just like some some something y'all broke, and I'm in with my famous line. That's, That's all, all, folks. And he dropped the mic. No one, no one could step to Porky. No one even tried to step to Porky. I mean, like you saw Don Cheadle be like, "Y'all go, y'all go get this man," and he didn't even. Nope. No. Nope. No. Mm. That was that was dope. You had literally, and that was funny because you had while he was rapping, you see uh, Bugs and Lola literally doing the Roger Rabbit. Uh. <laughs> so like you, got the, you got two rappers doing the rabbit move. You had Daffy being a hype man. How about how about the fact that Daffy was the, the coach? coach? <laughs> Fitting. <laughs> I mean, like, he wanted to be the coach. You know he always wanted to be the coach. He wanted to be the leader. He wants to be the, the top dog. That's how, that's, that's, that's Daffy. That's that. mean, Daffy when, always. When he was in D.C., where he was like, Dale's going to be in coach. He wanted to be Superman. You know, Daffy, Daffy always suffered from little man syndrome because he was the number two. Right? Yes. Like, and, and I always find that that's hilarious because they wrote that in, basically, without yeah. ever saying that yeah. Daffy deals with, like, second child syndrome type situations. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, you, the first, the first three characters you think of when you think of Warner Brothers is Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, and Apple Fudge. Yeah, that's about yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And but that first one is always Bugs Bunny. Yeah, it's never just Daffy. Uh, and poor Daffy. I mean, he gets his moment, kind of. Like yeah. he gets to be the coach. Coach, he gets to. <laughs> he dropped when he got 3D. He was like, I look expensive. <laughs> <laughs> he was so happy to be expensive. He, Man, he, you know, he he felt fresh. Daffy, Daffy needs special kinds of love. Hey, and, and, and that's and, how he felt when, like, and like Looney Tunes back in action, he felt like that too. Yeah, I mean, he was, yeah. That was that was technically his story. <laughs> was it really? Yeah, he got like he was. Um, it was almost like when, because um, I mean, Bugs just kind of like came for the ride, and then it was like right, it kinda right, turned right. Bugs being Bugs, it was like Daffy. Bugs took Daffy over Daffy as like he lost does. his name when like it was like yeah, yeah. We're Warner Brothers, we actually own your name. No, you can't own the name of. <laughs> Oh wow, you really can't own the name. <laughs> yep, yeah, you're right. You're right. It it, it is sparked by the the it second place of, of being yeah. second second fiddled. Yep, to, uh, to bugs. To bugs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But uh, we can go on and on. I, I as we say, yeah. we can go on and on. And uh, what we're gonna do now is take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsor, Anchor. And then we will be right right back with the uh, weekly blurb. We will be right back, guys. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You know what time it is. It's time for the weekly And it's my week to go first. I'm excited to hear about what you're going to talk about. Yeah. So this week, I want to talk about a comic book. I did. I mentioned it a couple a couple episodes back when I was talking about Tuskegee Airs. Yeah, a couple of a couple. So quadruple. Something like that. But no, it's a... Comic book that I read when we went on the uh, Austin trip, one of the ones, because yep. I had like a backpack full of comic books. So you did. You did. You came like, prepared. I did, because that was 15 hours of fun. It sure was. Yeah. Um, but this book, it is, I got it from the, uh, from Comic-Con when we went. In Birmingham in yeah. 2019? That was 2019. Bro, it was 2019. Oh my God. It was like October of oh 2019. God. Yeah. We got that, com- that commission coming up in October again, so. I'm excited for that one. Yeah. Uh, but this coming book, it's called Black Sands, The Seven Kingdoms by uh, Manuel Godoy and David Linderman. 
It is a black-owned comic book, yes? Yes, this is a black-owned comic book. Uh, the black, uh, It's called Black Sands Entertainment. So, easy to remember. Black That's- Sands the comic book, yep. Black Sands Entertainment. That's badass. Yeah, uh, but basically, what it is, it's te- Egyptian stories told anew, reimagined, reimagined. Yes, thank you. Um, if I had to put it in in words that we can all comprehend, slash something, I probably if you had to explain to. this book to a third grader, it's Avatar: The Last Airbender meets. Prince of Egypt meets Naruto. That sounds pretty freaking epic to me. You're and getting my attention. Exactly. It is pretty freaking epic. Uh, I have the Ultimate Edition number one, which is about three of the uh, the first three or four issues. Okay. And uh, it basically it, it involves around these kids who are the children of the pharaohs of these different Egyptian cities. Kingdoms. Kingdoms. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, seven kingdoms. Huh. Um. <laughs> But they are, uh, but they they are a they are one family. But they all have different powers. There's one who basically they each control essentially a. a, a Is it an element? An ele- yeah, essentially an element. Uh, there's okay. one who controls sand. Um, he has a bit of LIGO. That's is, cool. Yeah, is, is very inclusive. Uh, there's one who controls air. One controls water. One controls fire. Um, so you have air, water, fire, sand, and uh, and and earth. So earth and sand. Yeah. And it, it's generally, like I said, it's, it's it's a story you just have to like get into and read. It does, it it teaches you about history of like the Egyptian kings and queens and the motherland of those who who we want to go back to one day slash visit because I definitely do want to go to Egypt. So game to go to Egypt <laughs> in my in my lifetime. Um, but it's definitely a, a fantastic comic book. Uh, I I am looking forward to the uh, writers and animators to to release some more. And we did meet them. At Comic Con, I do want to meet them again. I probably will message them, see if we can get them on the on the podcast sometime, so we can discuss the uh, first three issues and what they have in store for future endeavors in regards to Black Sands. But it's it, you guys got, just got to check it out. Jay's flipping through it right now just to take this a quick guy. Look at it. This guy uh, uh, definitely looks like what's his face, the the Black Samurai that we just watched. Um, uh, uh, Yasuke. Yasuke. Yeah. I wanted to say Sasuke. Like I Naruto, too. <laughs> but Yasuke. Yeah, he looks like Yasuke. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it looks like there's a really great, uh, diverse array of blackness that's being oh, definitely. displayed I mean, here. The like, shades of blackness in this movie, or not movie, in this uh, comic book. Excellent. <laughs> I mean, I, it, it, it could, it, <laughs> I, I, could, I would watch a TV show. Or, I think they uh, are developing a show. I would I watch it. I, I would watch it in a heartbeat. Not. But yeah, that that is, yeah, that is Black Sands. I do... Like I said, I want to get in touch with the uh, the uh, owners of Black Sands Entertainment. See if we can get them on the sh- on the podcast. Just have a have a conversation with them about. We'll tag them in the post. Yeah, definitely. And and I do follow them on my personals and on the business, so we can see what happens. Because you're smart. I, thanks. But uh, yeah, that was my quick little blurb. I know I have about thirty seconds left. Uh, one small little tidbit that's not in in thing to Black Sands. Uh, Leslie Grace from uh, In the Heights. Uh, she played Vanessa. Yeah, she's going to be Batgirl uh, for HBO. Yeah. Movie. yeah, they're doing HBO movie. Is going to be Batgirl. She's going to be. Batgirl. Oh, it's going to be an HBO. It's only going to be released on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Well, that yeah. sounds exciting because well, HBO. They're, I think next year they're releasing like ten HBO Max movies, like specifically for the Ooh. for the platform, and that's I believe that's going to be one of them. Those are going to be some high quality films. Yeah, I mean, 
They got the money. I know. That's why I'm excited <laughs> for them. Um, so, so, yeah, that's my weekly blurb. Jay, what you got for us this week? Well, I just want to say thank you for sharing about Black Sands. I hope people get to t- get a chance to check it out. Yeah. And, uh, and we will definitely tag them in our, in our posts for the next coming days. Yeah, I just hope that people branch out and find some new comic book uh, stories that spark their interest. And I think a lot of people, this has a lot of wide appeal. Uh, something that doesn't have a lot of wide appeal. Lay it on me. Lil Nas X. Boy, have you seen that new uh, song, Industry Baby? It's a bop. First of all, it's a whole bop. Like, the th- the beat goes so hard. Like, I've bopped it in my car, like, four times since we listened to it on the soundbar. Produced by Kanye West. And it goes hard. Like, I, I saw someone say, or I heard, heard someone say about seeing something that said that they can't wait till the HBCU bands get a get a hold yes. uh, of this song. When it gets on the field, At, boy. But, but, bro, the song itself is fine. The song itself is, like, not provocative. Nope. It's hype. Fantastic. Love the lyrics. Love the beat. Love the love production. But love, the, uh, love Jack Harlow's verse. Love yeah, love Jack Harlow's verse goes freaking hard. Yeah. And I and I don't. And, and yeah, you know me. I don't like rap. No, you don't. No, you don't. You, you <laughs> and you I actively avoid it. <laughs> and I enjoy this. I enjoy this song because I like horns. But I th- yes, you do like horns. But I think the thing that really is sparking the debate about this song is the music video, <sighs> which I I personally am so happy there's there's a place for this kind of music video now. Because we would live through the 90s and the mid-2000s mm-hmm. where straight rappers had went straight male rappers, mind you, straight male rappers had men or women on like full near full nude display, sexualized, bikinis, and now we have chocolate like, caramel. And twerk, I mean twerk. like fully, fully big booty, fully you know subjugating and fully objectifying these women, right? And now... Video we, Vixens is what they were called. Yes. <laughs> In the 21st century, the year 2021, we finally have a gay rapper who is essentially doing what they did, but, but with, with men. All male with all-male review. With an all-male review, right? <laughs> like, I mean, it's... It, it, it's an answer that a lot it. of people no one like that no one expected because we have female rappers that come out but like you're not seeing like this overt sexualization of men to the same degree that I you, just want to say that haters should have seen this coming once Montero came out because Montero was just all Lil Nas X right like, every right, character was right, him right lap dancing on himself. Going down the stripper pole from heaven to hell. Right. Lab dancing on Satan, but that was actually Lil Nas X and Satan, but also he was Adam and also he was Eve, but also he was the serpent. <laughs> but also he was uh, Samson. And the but Jones also he was God. And he was, yeah, so that was all him. So you'd expect, all right, this gay rapper is, is definitely talking about the Bible because all the haters say, hey, you need to get this out of the Bible. It's like, well, I'm going to talk about the Bible in my, right. in my right. video. Right. And I was like, all right, now I'm going to make the. Now every video that you've ever seen, and everybody says that I should be in jail for what I did with the Nike commercial and everything. And now I'm gonna actually go to jail and and basically be a queer icon. Whatever, literally whatever the haters say, he will do. And it's just like, hey, you need to read the Bible. All right, he put it in his video. He put the Bible in his video. Hey, you need to go to jail for those shoes. All right, I'm putting my music video. I went to jail for the shoes. I think that he is doing an excellent job of. Feeding the beast while maintaining his identity. It's like all and like his like <laughs> authenticity as an artist. It's, oh yeah, it's like all like all the uh, the the manage the managers for like music managers say uh-huh. it's like 
all publicity is good publicity. And he's for real flipping it. You know, he's for real flipping it in his favor. I think that, like, I get really excited about it because it's a total anti-establishment, anti-like, patriarchal, (laughs) anti-like traditional masculinity that has been toxic within rap culture mm-hmm. and flipped it and allowed for this kind of conversation. Cause I mean, people, people would be like, Oh, I don't like Lil Nas X because he's gay. But I'm like, if he's making good music and also is permeating country airwaves from as well as rap airwaves, I think that he's just, he's an artist. He's a fully established artist he's at that artist. point. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and like, I think that he's, um, changed the game allow, and allowed for a different kind of artist to exist at this point. Now, did you see the uh, the the Jack Harlow cancellation hate that happened? What? Um, roughly after the music video came out. I mean, it literally the music video just came. It's Sunday when we record. Of course, you guys know that music video came out Friday. Friday? Yeah, Friday. Um, people already hating on Jack Harlow because he he wasn't in any of the other parts except for the the one part where he was with the woman. He wasn't in any of the quote-unquote gay parts of the video. Jack Harlow has since responded and said, look, guys, I was Lil Nas, Lil Nas wrote this whole thing out. I did what Lil Nas wanted me to do. If he wanted me to be naked and dance with him, I would have danced with him. That was Good. whatever he Good. wanted me to Good. do. I mean, I, I don't... This thing where someone's not enough of an ally is so bogus. It's so bogus. It truly keeps people from being authentic allies for right. for whatever community you want to support that you're not necessarily a member of. Exactly. And I mean, I think that Jack Harlow came out coming out to perform in in this music video like, in this song. Being a part of the song, being in the video. I mean, that, that, like, that, he could, like if he, he was a guest, no, surely could have said no. Like he could he could have been part of the song, and he would have been like, "Yeah, I'll be a part of the song, but I won't be in the video." He could have just said, "No, I don't want to be in the song because what you did with Montero, I don't want to be any part of what you want to do." Right. He could have done any of that. No, he was a part of the song. He was a part, part of the video. video, and he was in more than one scene with him, not he just. Because he was he literally certainly he walked was. by, he gave them some like he was like the guard. Yeah, quote, yeah, it was them the thing. Yeah. yeah, so he he's definitely an ally. He doesn't. You don't have to necessarily be doing quote unquote gay things to be an ally. Like no, you without a doubt do not have to be doing homo, homosexual acts in order to be an ally. Yeah, and I'm using air quotes. That's why. That's why I pause. I'm and like, I mean, I'm just like I um no that I didn't know that I didn't know that, and that's yeah. upsetting because. The man who has clout, who has like social capital, mm-hmm. partnered with Lil Nas and like fully endorsed the song by being a part of the song and a part of the video. And if people honestly don't think that that's enough of uh, al- enough allyship, then they they might need to check their own egos or <laughs> ideas of what allyship is. <laughs> Privilege, <laughs> but no, no definitely. No yeah. come up there for you. But no, um, I just wanted to go on a little bit of a rant about it because I do enjoy the song and I do think that it's an important song. I think that Lil Nas is an important artist at this point. He is definitely at a. He has become an icon of this generation for for the LGBTQ community for right. future artists out there who are afraid to be their authentic selves and push those boundaries yeah you know? and i mean he's definitely doing that he and, and i'm happy that we we still have artists like that today because there well, there's definitely you know there was a time for like prince when he did that and like, like right. this this gender bending style within traditionally 
overt masculine genres of music. Right, I mean, yeah, like, him, like Prince was in rock and roll, say, right? Yeah, he was in rock and roll. He was in R&B, but he's and now we have Lil he's Lil wearing blouses and heels and assless exactly. chaps. And, and now we have Lil Nas Lil. in rap. <laughs> and I mean, I think that rap and even country, for that matter, if you will. And I, it's it's enough to pot, enough to see, and enough to uh, to to let you know that like things might be changing for the better yes. in this way. Yes. But yeah, that's my little blurred uh, blurb. Very nice, very nice. Uh, great episode. I thought I, so. I enjoyed that. Yeah, uh, nice little little spill on uh, Lil Nas X. Nice, nice little spill on Black Sands, and a nice little spill on Space Jam. A new legacy. A new legacy. But uh, thanks, guys, for listening, as you do every week. And remember to follow us on all of our social media platforms uh, on. Facebook at Blurred Survival Guide, on Twitter at Blurred Guide, on Instagram at Blurred Survival Guide, and you can even email us at Blurred Survival Guide at gmail.com. You can also contact us through our personals at JerBear3295 and at JW0283. Keep surviving, everybody. Keep surviving, everybody. Listen to the theme song. Two guys and a mic with our producer. Step into the spotlight, survivalist troopers. Come and take a seat with the combo we provide every Tuesday. It's the Blurred Survival Guide. Oh, it's the blessed of God. Hey, oh, it's the blessed of God. <laughs>